welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes, and I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. This is Heather Noggle. She is the owner of Codastack out of Springfield, Missouri. And Heather, thank you so much for taking time to be with me on the podcast today. What would you like the audience to know about Codastack? Well, Codastack is my business where I work with people about cybersecurity, especially small and sometimes super small businesses in their policies, their procedures, what they need to know, and some of the simple things they can implement so that they are miles ahead of where they were before they implemented and then incrementally improve from there. That is great. And boy, is that ever needed more than any other time before. <laughs> so, well, good. I'm glad you're in that and helping to secure people. Well, let's go ahead and get started with our questions today. Our first question, Heather, if you can uh, think of a time when maybe there was a little bit of a conflict that you might have had mm -hmm. with either a coworker or maybe you had to moderate one between other subordinates or whatever it might be, <laughs> a little bit about how a, a team leader can resolve conflict. Okay. This actually didn't have to go up to the team leader level. It was when I was really entry level in human resources and I was paired with a generalist. So I was more of a person who facilitated job postings, applications, screening applicants and matching them with the right jobs and things like that. So it's pretty fast paced job. The person I worked with did more of the classifications of the jobs and working on the employee issues. And I am a very urgent type of worker, and he was a very steady type of worker. So where our work would intersect, I would get frustrated, and I wasn't mature enough to recognize that this was a work style problem and that I needed to shift my work style because his work was more people-oriented, mine was more task-oriented. So it took a work style quiz that the whole department took where I had that moment of epiphany of, oh, this is my problem. This, this is not his problem. And so from there, I was able to adjust and accommodate and make sure I gave enough lead time that I would get what I needed in the moment before I had to do my work. Well, that's interesting. Um. I, I think <laughs> guests I've had on, I don't think I've anybody <laughs> mentioned that they used a workplace quiz or kind of an assessment mm -hmm. to kind of evaluate and increase the self-awareness. But boy, that's a great response because sometimes it is <laughs> on us. We don't realize it. And uh, we think it's always the other person, but uh, I like the fact that you used a workplace assessment of some kind, either a personality yeah. assessment, there's all different kinds of assessments out there that can help us understand ourselves and others better. I mm -hmm. love that. That's great. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, question number two, I'm sure you've heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. What's one idea that you have on how mm -hmm. leaders can retain talent longer? Okay. Sure. I'm going to focus on culture instead of just managers, because often the manager is a byproduct of the culture. And so that is where I would address where appropriate is to know your culture, which can be very hard when you're the leader and you're not in the middle of the culture. The culture is maybe what happens when you're not around. Well, let's go to our second question. Now, Heather, I'm sure that you've heard the phrase, People don't leave manager or people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. What's one suggestion that you have on how leaders can retain their talent longer? I think we have to look at culture. Then it's not just any one individual manager. Sometimes it is, but it, the indicators will be in the culture. And often the leaders and the managers are not immersed in the culture. They're, they're away from it. And so surveying is one of the ways 
to determine the culture. And one of the things I've researched in this regard is when you make a survey, you don't ask a person about his or her actions. You ask about the general actions of everyone in the office. And so you can uncover from that point what's not going right in culture. You know, from my perspective, it's usually security culture. Are people bypassing the controls we put in place because it's too hard for them to do their jobs? So I often like to look at how does the management happen within the culture? Where are there things to fix in there? And yes, that's very true. If, if there is a major personality conflict between an employee and a manager, that is usually a catalyst moment where that employee will say, it's time to go look. Well, and great- so culture would be my answer. Yeah, that's a great comment because it, it, that really does make a huge difference for people, even more than the salary and the benefits. Mm-hmm. It does come down to culture. Yeah. So that's a great comment. All right, question number three. Thank What's you. one idea that you have to help leaders develop resilience within a team? Oh, goodness. I think it goes more into that culture thing there too, but I'm going to get really probably fairly specific on here. If you're the leader, you have to know your, say you own the company, you have to know your vision, you have to know your mission, and you have to know how you execute those things. Those things have to be very, very clear to the people working with and for you. Because if those things aren't clear, then what you do may seem very arbitrary. And obviously, things are going to change over time. So you have to communicate that as well. X happened, and therefore, we're going to have to make a shift in how we do Y. Because X happened, and here's the impact of that. We're never going to be perfect at that. But the closer we can get to being very clear in how we communicate what we're doing and why and why we're changing it, then I think team members will take a look at the times when it is chaotic and they'll be a little more forgiving because you're doing this as a team. If you have to climb this really nasty mountain that just appeared in front of you that you didn't plan, but you know how you normally handle situations, when you walk out of this situation and you've done this as a team, you can step back and it becomes a story. And you're all laughing about it because you did it together. It's not a, oh, it's just another day in the life of chaos. So. I think that's a way to build resilience is to have some set of here's how we operate. These are our boundaries. Oh, I like that. It's, it's really kind of setting the expectations and mm-hmm. uh, making sure everybody understands and then abiding by them, especially in those times when it does get tough. So great response. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Question number four, is there someone that you would like to recognize mm-hmm. that has had a positive influence in your life? Definitely. I have a couple, but I, I know we are in the interest of time also stick with the workplace and not all the way back to high school. The woman's name is Sandy Neal, and it is that first professional HR job I took. And she was just this really great manager. I was with the university. And she noticed I had a great love of technology and some skill in that area. And we were in the early stages of IT, where you could never get enough people working in IT on your project. And so you would often develop them within. It's a nice another workaround thing. And so she noticed I had that interest. And in addition to my job that I had some time for special projects, and she really helped develop me into doing work with people, data, and technology. And so I really credit my whole technology career to the choices she made, even to the point where she would she made a special job for me to highlight those skills. And I left because I met my husband and I had to move out of town. And I actually found my own replacement for that job. It meant so much to me. 
Oh, that is a great story. I'm glad that you had someone <laughs> that saw the potential, the skill set, and even if I heard yeah. you correctly, even created a position for you to help continue yeah. to nurture that. And boy, I'll bet that was a, a tough decision to have to leave there. But uh, yeah, well, it's a good, good that. job. So, thank you for recognizing Sandy. She sounds like she was a great mentor, a great boss, great manager, all of those great things. So definitely. All right. Our last question. Uh, Heather, tell us a little bit about your first job. <laughs> My first job I actually held for five years. I worked for Kentucky Fried Chicken, and that's back in the day when you did not say KFC. You actually had to be very careful and say Kentucky Fried Chicken in the drive-through. So I did everything. When I was 18, I started when I was 16. By the time I was 18, I was trained in everything, and they made me a shift manager. And so that was a really good learning experience to go through, and they gave you the keys to the store, and you had to run the shift. So the personalities, you're working with people who are in high school, you're working with people of varying levels of maturity, you're working with adults, and here you are, you know, I was 18 years old. And so from there, I would go in the summer and I would manage at other stores in the area. There were about six or seven in this area when they would have managers who were on vacation or they'd have a vacancy. And so one of the big things I learned out of that is People are very curious when you're coming in. They don't know you and they want to know how you're going to lead. And it's always just slightly over deliver in an area they don't expect you to. And you can usually command the respect of the team pretty quickly. So KFC, five years. Wow, five years. That's, <laughs> uh, it's impressive to me that at an early age, you gained a lot of leadership experience right off the bat. So. I could talk 20 minutes on KFC and leadership. Yeah. <laughs> I did that all through college. It was great. Oh, that is great. Well, thank you so much for sharing those experiences that you've had. And also thank you again, Heather, for taking time to be on the podcast today. How can people find you? The easiest way to find me is at www.codestack.com. And I'm also building out www.heathernoggle.com just because that's a little simpler. And then LinkedIn is where I do most of my interacting. I'm usually posting something every day about cybersecurity. So pick up some free tips for your company. Fantastic. Thank you. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you may be listening or watching to this. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.